0: Welcome back to another episode of Ails with Aslan, your weekly therapy session, whether you sell for a living or help those who sell for a living. And I'm excited to have uh, one of my new friends, uh, a a gentleman that's joined (laughs) the Aslan team. His name is Dan. And Dan, thank you for for coming on board today and uh, joining us on Ails with Aslan. Welcome.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks, Scott. Like
0: I said, it's always good to talk to you. I look forward to spending some time with you. Yeah, Dan's Dan's brand new to the uh, the stable of awesome people I work with, and um, I'm super excited to have him. But uh, we're going to cover, you know, a seasonal uh, pressure point for for sales reps: this end of year stress that we all feel, is, you know, quotas are coming due, and our clients are started starting to disappear on vacation. And how do I how am I going to make my quota yet? How am I going to be other centered? And so we're going to get into that pretty heavy today, and have a great conversation with Dan, who's. Got a lifelong career of helping clients succeed. So, uh, but of course, Dan, as you know, if you've listened to the show, we always start with something cold, frosty, and refreshing. And so I'm wondering, what do you have there <laughs> in front of
1: you? Oh, I've got a Founders Brewing uh, Breakfast Stout. It's a uh, double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout, and it's uh, really good.
0: Oh, my goodness. that That is. So are we pouring those now, Scott? Oh, let's it. pour that. Pour that in. <laughs> And let's get after it. That, I'm going to go on record and bet that that is the longest title of a beer we've had on the show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that down <laughs> awesome. and see if that even fits on the back of a jersey.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I always like to sit first, you know. <laughs> oh,
0: We'll get into a little bit of Dan's football background here in a second. But uh, I am going to enjoy a um, – this is a southern tier brewing company. Pum King, so P U M King, um, oh, yeah. Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Um, it is. I'm just trying to see where is it out of. Uh, yeah, like uh, the, Lakewood, New York, is where the brewing company is. Yeah. Um, it's a pumpkin pie in a glass. Dan. this is what I'm going to be enjoying. <laughs> Let's take a, oh, that sounds great. That.
1: It's a good time. It's a good time of year for uh, you know some good hearty beer, man. Um, oh yeah. I'm telling you, there's some great ones out there.
0: That is very tasty. That is good stuff. I probably should have had that on Thanksgiving. I would have enjoyed that. Well, very good. We've, we've enjoyed a sip of beer and we'll be able to sip on those as we get into it. But let's, let's first talk about Dan, because Dan, you're, you're, um, you're relatively new to, to the, the Aslan side of things. But gosh, how many years uh, in, in the selling space? I mean, you've been at this for quite some time, haven't you?
1: Yes I have. I uh I've probably been selling technology since 84 actually. So Okay, well. Um you know, after after college and a, and a couple of uh really you know, one sort of job right out of school, yeah. um I started with a small company called Quadrum and uh they made a 64k memory add-in board for the IBM PC. <laughs> so if, <laughs> I'm not I'm not kidding. And it, so, when you bought our board, you could double the size of the spreadsheet that the Lotus One Two Three spreadsheets that you used. Oh yeah. And so uh, it, it was quite popular. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And uh, went through a lot of changes with uh, with Quadrum, and then moved on from there to some startups and some some industry uh, bigwigs, you know. And the last, my really my last job uh, was a sales manager, regional sales manager with IBM. So.
0: Yeah, good, good, and so enjoyed yeah, it. And I know you. I know you played a little college ball with our CEO. Um, and, and uh, I did. <laughs> you enjoyed a little football down at Georgia Tech back in the day, didn't you?
1: I I did. I walked on as a an inside linebacker, and I was very small and very slow, but I was just mean as hell. And uh, you know, once if I ever caught you. I'd, uh, I'd make sure you knew I'd, I got you. So um, I had I had good instincts, and I, I was a pretty good all around athlete. But I was uh, I was undersized, but I had a lot of fun, and uh, and still have fond memories of that. You know, and I've always admired Tom. I was a little bit of a of sort of a wild man in college. You know, it was all everything was new. You know, you could drink beer at 18 at that age, and it was a it was a lot of fun and camaraderie. and, and Tom was a little more even keel.
0: So
1: yeah, I've spent I have spent a lot of my growing up time trying to be more like Tom. Actually,
0: well, I <laughs> I think you two have reversed I, field on one another now. He's wild now, and you're uh, <laughs> helping. Succeed well, in a... <laughs> I think we probably need to define wild before I will agree. That. <laughs> okay, good for him. <laughs> yeah. No, no, he's doing great. As you good know. For him. And, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, so that's interesting because you said you were you you were mean, and and one of the things you know when we were talking about having you come on the show is you know, how, how selling and how helping sellers and even those that manage them, you know, get away from this idea of, it's all about the commission, you know, it's all about the paycheck we receive when we've helped the client succeed and more into that sort of other centered, if I help my clients get done what they need to get done, the money for me will come, right? And I know you, you share that philosophy. Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. you know, it's one of the things you struggle with, right? I mean, there's the assumption that you're coin operated and that, you know, if I, if I throw a spiff out there, you know, I'm going to change your behavior. Or, you know, there's even, you know, instances sometimes where we, we don't, we're not really transparent with the customer because we're, we're trying to get to a predetermined outcome. And all of those things always, always, um, dis- they, they cause disassociation, you know, dissonance with me. And I always wanted to do, do. I always wanted to do really well. Obviously, I was competitive and and uh, ambitious, and I wanted to perform well. And and normally I did. Um, but it was never because I was trying to pull something over, or trying to, or I felt that I could somehow influence my customer to do something that they weren't ready to do. You know. Yeah. And uh, and I do. You know, it is. It, it concerns me as you, unless you stay in management and you want to get. Where you're a VP or you know a, a uh, really one of the leaders in a company, it's hard to, to change that culture and change that mindset. And I, I see it over and over again where managers are so focused on the number that they forget that it's the people that matter. your people matter. Yeah. you know it, your people when, they, when you' as a person, when you feel good about yourself, and you're respected, and you're significant within your company, then you communicate that to your customer without, you don't have to say a word. That's right. You know, it's just in your carriage. It's in the way you, you present yourself. It's in the way you talk about your company. You know, there's a confidence there. There's an affection there when you're working somewhere and you're proud to be a part of it. And that, that's I, I, I worry sometimes when I talk to my peers and colleagues and I talk to leaders that we're losing some of that. And yeah. there's no doubt performance is still important, but you got to love people, man, and you got to love your people when you're a leader, and you, you have do. to lead with that.
0: You have yeah. to lead with that. Well, know? and so you know the the Catalyst program that you're you're you know starting to become more familiar with our leadership program. We talk about those three hats that leaders wear, and you know we 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 know this from twenty years of studying this in the market. But you know when when people call themselves a manager, sales manager they gravitate toward the management hat to, to some overwhelming percentage. I mean, probably 80 or 90% of their time is focused on the numbers, the dashboards, the revenue. And so little is spent on the two most important parts of leading, which are, you know, helping their reps with the desire and really getting to know them as the human being that they are, like you were just talking about. And then the coaching yeah. to, to development, to, to, to making sure that they're living up to their truest, highest potential. And if you're not focused on those two areas, you are really missing the majority of the human part of that, of that relationship. You're really only focused on the number. And that is not a healthy way to have a relationship, is it?
1: No, I, I you know, I, I agree with you, Scott. You make some really good points. It's, you know, and it's, I know that it's hard. I, I, think, I think one of the things that I really respect about, you know, Aslan's principles is, you know, it gives people who want to do that, who want to be better a template, you know, a foundation, a framework for how to coach their people and bring them up, right, and really elevate them. And in order to do that, you got to know what drives them. You know, you you have to know their insecurities, a little bit of what motivates them, why are they in sales, what's important to them, things like that. You have to take a minute to really, you know, connect and uh, at a personal level. And I, I think a lot of people that I've worked with and been around want to do that, they just don't know how to do that, you know, you know. And, uh, they get the pre they get this pressure that we were talking about and the stress yeah. from the sort of the corporate machine, unless they're very lucky and they have a manager who who manages from the heart too, but if they don't, you know they're trying to deliver these results, and it's hard for them to to combine those two, yeah, you know, we got to deliver results, but i can I can still love my rep who might be struggling this quarter, but I know they're doing all the right things and they're committed and they're skilled and they're, they're going to break through next quarter. You know, it's a, it's, it's hard. It's hard to balance that, but it
0: is, I mean, I think it, those that do really succeed. And, and in our estimation, it all comes back to one thing, and that's the desire of the rep to improve. And, you know, exactly, when, yeah. when you've got a leader that sort of sees that, like you do, <laughs> you have in your roles in the past, you can focus on those reps that have that desire to improve and, you know, the people that are what we call independents, that they're just really good. I mean, I knew a couple of guys over at APC that wanted no help from anybody ever, unless there was a customer issue, and then they were great right. at going up to the highest levels to get the support they needed. But in terms of coaching, they didn't want it. They didn't need it. And by the way, they were performers. So let them go. It's the ones that aren't quite performing, or maybe slightly performing, that have the desire to get better, that as a coach, you want to spend your time with. And you know, I think that's that's a really key concept that a lot of a lot of leaders lose track of. They don't know where to spend their time, so they don't spend time with anybody, and that's 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 a you know that's a shame, really, because that's the in my estimation, the best part of being a sales manager is developing the people, right?
1: Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, the the reason you're in sales is because you like people, you like to have conversations, you know, you like to solve problems, you like to help people, and yeah. uh, at least in my perspective, the really good good reps are are authentic you know they're not perfect but they're sincere and they are they're authentic and they mean it you know when they say look i want to help you you know if you guys aren't ready i just need to understand where we are right and what the steps are or why we're kind of stalled or whatever's going on and when you build a relationship that's authentic you'll get those answers people will share that with you when you're transparent to them they'll be transparent and open to you. And, you know, the worst thing is when you when they see that you're not being authentic. And so and, and I see a lot of leaders, I see a lot of leadership, I see a lot of cultures that sort of discourage this, uh, this transparency. And I just think it's, a, I think it's a mistake. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that's, that's one of the things that, you know, as you move it through your career, it's one of the things that at least for me, you know, I wanted to to continue to help people at at IBM. I had some opportunities to train some folks and help move them from the on prem sort of mindset to the, to the SAS mindset. And that change was, was really distressing for a lot of people. Right. So I had the, I had the opportunity to take some time and address that, that stress and try to help help people focus on the things they can control. And, you know, accept those things that they can't control, even though they want to understand it. They, they can't, you can't focus on things you can't control. That's really the primary cause of stress. Yeah. So, you know, so that's why <laughs> I, I became involved. You know, the opportunity to continue to lead, to continue. And it's not, you don't come and you know this guy, you don't come from an area of like, I know it all. You come from a, an area of here are some principles that we know work, we know work, and we can help you do better we can help you find and engage with more customers, close more revenue, and grow your accounts more, and you'll feel good doing it is the thing, too. You know, rediscover joy in your work, right? Be proud of what you do. Build relationships with customers that you'll see. I see people from SunTrust, man, and they're like, Dan, you know, because yeah. we had we had great relationships. And, and I, I mean, we had good relationships all the way – from the guys who are implementing, guys and gals, when I say guys, I mean, you know, both, that are implementing the solution all the way up to the VP and the SVP that are having to go, you know, ask for budget money, right? And I'd like to think a lot of that is because I, I'm authentic with them. I'm not perfect, but I do my best to be, to be honest and upfront and care about their success. And there are times it doesn't happen in the 90-day window that the corporation needs. There are times that, that that wouldn't happen, but when they when they were ready, often it would be larger than the initial deal and I could and it's easy to try to push that deal into my try to take that square peg and pull it into my round timing hole and just completely ruin it you know yeah where, yeah. The, where, where the, the the revenue the size the relationship all that gets wonky right so it's you know I just think the psychology of it is is fascinating when you really get on it when you really understand it it really it lightens your load a lot because I think you realize hey I can be a good you know really upfront transparent a good person I can take care of my customers and still be successful and this gives you a uh, this gives you the path to do that which I think makes it for me it was just a perfect fit right at this time in my life and career so I mean well, and it's interesting.
0: It. We um, you know, we we've talked about on previous weeks on the podcast, we've talked about like as a as a salesperson, you want to choose who to serve, right? You want to choose the types of clients you want to work with. Because, you know, if if you don't philosophically align with them and there's no opportunity for you to serve, like you you your most precious resource is your time. It's, it's been stated for years, right? And so you want to make sure that you're, but as a, as a leader, if, you know, if we're looking at at companies that we want to serve as a sales training company, we, we are constantly walking away from companies that we just do not think are a cultural fit for us. If they are uh, completely numbers driven, um, you know, that's, that's probably not a great fit for us. But if there's an interesting culture of, other-centeredness, in other words, we put the client's needs first, and if we're able to serve them, and we come together, and there's a deal to be had, then great, that's awesome. If there's not, that's fine too. Let's figure that out early, and let's move on. And um, right. you know, I think it's, it's it's a very different. It's what we drew me here as well. It's a very different approach than than a lot of the the philosophy that's out there in the market. And it takes probably you know years of doing this, like you and I have under our belts. Uh, to come to that conclusion that being real, being transparent, uh, you know, being a true human first and focusing on someone other than ourselves is a better way to sell than, you know, just focusing on my own personal needs. I, I just we've all learned that over the years and whether we want to accept it or not is up to us. Right. Right. Exactly. So, exactly, you know, I, I, I love that you brought up the, kind of the serenity prayer of, <laughs> of knowing oh. what you can control and what you can't and sort of knowing the difference. And, and and you know, I, I think that's a great transition into this idea of stress, right? So we come into this time of year every year, and we're either super performers and there's no stress at all, or, you know, most of us are probably trying to still hit a number, whether it's 100% or 150% or whatever the next gate is. And there's, there's stress associated with that. And so, you know, I, we talked on an earlier podcast months ago about good and bad stress, but I'm curious on, from your point of view and your years and years of experience, like what, what is stress, you know, where does it come from? Is it about control? And, and how do we sort of, you know, how do we mitigate it so it's not a detriment to us and rather could be something almost positive in our lives?
1: Right. Well, you know, stress is a big deal uh, for me. And I've mentioned to you before that, you know, I I really had to take a look at myself. I I think I was, I was uh, driving to a meeting and it was raining and there was a wreck and I was going to be late and this is pre cell phone, you know, so you really can't call and let people know. And I, and I just remember just internally, like I I was, felt like I was going to have a stroke. You know what I mean? I was so stressed. And for me, some people some people react to stress uh, by kind of, you know, withdrawing or for me it's frustration. And for me, that perception is that I'm angry. And and that's not it, but it's that I'm so ugh, I'm just so type A. I want to win so bad. And a lot of a lot of our I think our peers, our friends and the folks that we know are the same way, right? And so I got into some neuro linguistic programming. I, I became a student of you know the psychology of behavior and how do we how do we manage our own um our own state at any time how can we elevate to our highest level at any time and that's that's really sort of the miracle of the human brain is it controls your reality right and we determine where we are by the way we control our thoughts and actions and our words you know all of those things are powerful yeah and so it really, it really, I, I really feel like, you know, the serenity prayer, uh, you you said that, I think, uh, kidding around, but, you know, it really saved my life, man. I, I don't know, I don't know where I would be. Uh, I know I would have damaged some relationships, uh, certainly beyond repair, yeah. and uh, probably done done some other things unhealthy, right, And and who knows, but I really think it would have had a detrimental effect, and I started, I started delving into that. So you always want some some healthy stress because the lack of stress is really death, right? I mean that's yeah. the only time that we don't have stress on our system. And what we want, what you know, I've learned is that when you when you can focus on the things you can control, and you can measure those, and you can account for those, and you are you are excellent at those things, that gives you a, that gives you a level of comfort that you're doing what you can, right? But if you start to look at those things out of your control, if you've got five accounts, just as an example, I know I've been in this situation. You know, I've got five accounts, only five accounts. And, you know, two of them kind of hate us and the other three are ambivalent. And I've got a a deal that I'm working on and I'm talking to the CFO and it's the last week of the quarter. And all indications are that we're, you know, we're going to we're going to close this deal and I'm going to make my number and actually a little beyond it. And he's, he tells me he's got an issue, you know, that he has a, a, a customer success, I'm sorry, a customer satisfaction issue that he can address with this budget, or he can, he can buy this $1.3 million software um, yeah. from me, you know? And so he's going back and forth, and he's weighing the two, right? And I, and I think uh, one of them, I think, was like new toilet paper and, and uh, a certain number of hotel rooms in a chain that brand, yeah. you know and so w- talking through that with him that was the most important thing for him at that point in time that that was more important to him and what he was trying to accomplish and the people working for him and with him than buying the software the software could wait you know yeah i know i want i wanted to con- i wanted to convey that it couldn't that it was more important but at the end of the discussion you have to say Hey John, you know, it sounds to me like the 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 thing you need to do is take care of that customer service, uh yeah. customer satisfaction issue, you know. And well, so you hate to you hate to lose a deal like that, but that person appreciates the honesty and the support. But as you're going through that stress, what I could what I could focus on was making sure that I had all of the information I needed, you know, that I had every driver from John that I had the decision makers that I had the decision making process you know that I had the amount of budget that I had a commitment from him that we were going to revisit this the first week of the new quarter, all of those things that I could do I wanted to make sure I, I was excellent at and so yeah. when I at the end of at the end of that quarter, when I deliver that news you know i've got I've got everything that I can control buttoned up, and you know people are disappointed and people get angry and you know, but they can't fault you because you don't have your, your ducks in a row, right?
0: Well, and you. So, if I unpack that a little bit, you know, it's important <laughs> to, to, to understand that, you know, first of all, you were being completely other-centered. You were dropping the rope and doing what was in his best interest, even though it wasn't in your best interest. To, but, but I would submit that that guy was probably going to make that decision with or without your support. But by offering, you know, you were at a, we we call these moments of truth. You were at a moment of truth in that relationship. You, you picked the path of being supportive and actually being a sounding board for him in some ways, right? Being a true consultant. And so now this guy, yeah, he's probably got to take care of the customer service thing first. That's going to cost you the deal in the current term. But what did you do? Maybe long-term you built loyalty that when that money frees back up next quarter or the next quarter after that, for you to go get the software deal done, he's going to rely on you because of the trust that you built between the two of you. Right.
1: Absolutely. I can talk to him anytime, you know, and and it's, that to me is the most important thing. You know, you represent yourself and you, and you represent the quality of the person that you are. I have a a good friend, Eric Laird, who uh, had a, also had a situation like that come up and, you know, he and I used to talk about that and and, uh, laugh about it. And he's a, he is a, a very good sales leader, and he'll he'll talk about you know it's the quality of the relationship that you build, and that may that may end up working helping things work within your time frame, but it will definitely help things work for you. May not be in the you know it may not be in the right time frame sometimes. Yeah, So you know how it is. It's success is timing, territory, and talent, and probably in that order, right? So, but uh, but it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting. Another little trick, I, I don't want to say a little trick, let's say an interesting sort of philosophy or approach uh, that I used was I first heard about when Urban Meyer was coaching um, Ohio State. Yeah. And uh, so, he, you know, he certainly had great success in Florida, and then he went to Ohio State was having great success. And they were wearing arm uh, – not armbands, wristbands that had uh, E plus R equals O on them. And so, you know, I got to looking into that, trying to figure out what that was. And so Urban Meyer had uh, had given some talks about how he was keeping his team focused on on what they could do, you know, what they could control. And what it stands for is event plus response equals outcome. And uh, when I started my company a couple of years ago, I had some wristbands made up with that on there. And it says in the, on the other side of the wristband, I said, own your response. Yeah. Because what it does is it clarifies for you, you know, there's only, I'm only one human being. There's only so much I can do, you know, and when I accept that, and for me, you know, I'm a man of faith and for me, I let go and let God yeah. get into situations that I can't influence or I can't control, Right. But I, that when I, you know, I, so I've ordered a bunch of those wristbands and I give them out to people when I speak and I, I used them with IBM and the, the sales reps in our region. And it, you, you wouldn't believe the, the feedback you get from that. It's so very positive because really the only thing you can control is, is how do I respond when this something happens? How do I respond? Do I respond in a way that gets me closer to the outcome that I desire. And, and that goes back to some fundamental things. You could really talk about this for a couple hours, right? Oh, Do you yeah. know the outcome that you desire? Do you know outcome one, outcome two, plan A, plan B? I mean, have you thought it through? Are you prepared? Yes. Yes, you are, right? Because you're focused on those things you can't control, but you have to, you have to accept those things that are out of your, out of your uh, influence and out of your control. Um, but very powerful, very simple. Yeah. But, but very powerful, right?
0: So, Absolutely. And for
1: you know, me, for for me, that that helps me, and I think sometimes, Scott. To be honest, I think I think leadership or you know other people, they view that as sort of like they see that because I'm not running around and tearing my hair out at the roots and you know screaming that the sky is falling or I'm not showing frustration and anger that oh the dead gum customer this and that, and they see that as like you don't care. I couldn't, there's nothing that could be further from the truth. Right. Right. And I, I would, I would rather be in control, be emotionally intelligent, if you will be mindful, than, than be flailing about doing all these stupid things that don't have any impact on the success of my business. And, uh, so I, I'm, I don't know, man, uh, there's another opportunity to share some things, you know, with leaders and reps, uh, And just get them in the right frame of mind. That doesn't remove the intensity of trying to to influence a customer to to make things happen in the time frame. But it brings clarity in that, you know, this individual is giving me every sign they're not ready. They they want to buy. They're going to buy. But they're not ready. If I try to push them to do unnatural
0: acts, how much damage am I going to do? And is it worth it? That's exactly right. I, I, love, <laughs> you know? I love the concept of control what you can control or focus on what you can control. And it, it brings me back. I mean, stress to me is alleviated. If you ever read Dale Carnegie's book, Stop Worrying and Start Living, Um oh, sure. it, concept that he took, you know, that, that I took away from that 30 years ago when I read it was, you know, as soon as you identify what's the worst possible outcome of what you're engaged in, like, I'm not going to make my quota and I'm going to get fired. Okay, can I live with that? Yeah, that's gonna stink if I get fired during the holidays. Absolutely, but am I gonna die because of it? No. Is is my wife gonna leave me because of it? No. So so if I once I understand the worst possible outcome and I can live with it, stress should sort of start to fade away. And you know, I just I'll close with one comment because this has been awesome, and I and I and I love the uh, the, the the topic and the and the company uh, as we've been talking about this. But years ago, I. I had a little bit of a i don't know anger management problem I'll just say <laughs> um i went for some, I went for some self help I listened to some books on tape or you know c d s or whatever and this 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 one guy talked about um this concept of q tip you know like the little q tip you clean your ears with and stuff, but oh, this yeah. q tip yeah, yeah. was an acronym for quit taking it personally, and when I think of stressful, oh, that's moments, great, yeah, <laughs> when I think of stressful yeah. moments, I think you know. If my boss is yelling at me because of, uh, you know, we're we're not going to hit our quota or whatever, there's a very good chance he's not yelling at me because of me. He's yelling because he's not making a bigger number, and I'm taking it personally. You know, I'm taking it personally that somebody cuts me off on the highway. I'm taking it personally that, you know, this sales rep is wasting (laughs) my time calling me right now. Quit taking it personally and just relax. You know what I mean? That is right. Oh, that's so good, man. I love that, you know?
1: And it's so, it's so on point. You said that. My dad, when he was bringing me up as a young man, he's like, look, you, you what is it? Plan, plan for the worst, expect the best. And usually it's somewhere in between. Yeah, that's but, right. That's you know, right. but you're right, man. When, when, once you, all you can do is manage your response. And so when you understand how you're going to respond, when you understand the outcome that you want, then you can, you've got a plan. And when you've got a plan, you're in control and that alleviates stress. So it's a, uh, you know, it's a good way. It's a good way of, of going about things. I, I also, I also feel like you mentioned, you know, at the end of the quarter, we're trying to make things happen. Are we doing, uh, are we trying to do unnatural things? I feel like we all have an ideal. I think we all have an, a divine self that we hold in our mind of who we are you know, what we stand for, what our values are and how we're supposed to act in certain situations. And anytime leaders ask us to do something that, that goes against that, that takes us off our path, that's leading us to that, that causes stress and that causes dissonance. So just, you know, remember who you are and what you stand for. And when you, and the more you get involved in other centered, uh, you know, service and selling, uh the more you'll you'll be able to to stand fast to that right so I just think it's uh it's all very all very uh interesting and certainly uh a lot of healthy ways to deal with that stuff
0: so, yeah uh, i mean we we know we're more fulfilled when we are serving others and and put others before ourselves it's it's uh it's evident this time of year when your kids come down the the stairs and don't go <laughs> to their own presence they go to the ones that they're going to bring to you when that first happened in our house it was uh it was earth shattering we had we didn't see it coming oh, yeah very rewarding oh, yeah. well oh, listen yeah, dan it has been awesome i've enjoyed the topic uh, loved having you on welcome aboard the aslan train we're ex- exceedingly oh, happy man. to have you and hey where can people learn a little bit more about you and your company you got a website or something you want to tell people about
1: i i I do, and my website's under con- uh, construction right now, but uh, should be, it should be finished here in a few days. Um, but My LLC is called Five Forges Training and Development, and uh, there's a story behind that. You can go read up on that if you'd like. Um, but I offer sales consulting, sales training. Uh, I also am a uh, uh, soon to be a, a certified strategic intervention life coach trained under Tony Robbins and Chloe Madonis. Um, which is really uh, human needs psychology. So uh, a lot of good things going on, working with individuals, teams, couples, uh, companies, you name it, man. Just awesome. More of a positive attitude and a way to deal with, you know, a way to, a way to pursue excellence and deal with the stress that brings in a positive way. Right. Yeah. And, uh, am ex- excited to be with Aslan and, and, uh, I really enjoyed it, man. I always enjoy talking to you so much anyway. So, uh,
0: thanks so much for having me. Yeah, great having you on. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, always enjoy the time, whether we're celebrating a good week together or having a rough week. And we just want to have a beer together and talk about selling for a living. We've been talking about stress today. We hope you have a stress free holiday. And uh, we'll talk to you in another week with another episode of Ales with Aslan. Have a great week, everybody.